Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi. Welcome to Black Ticulate, a podcast series featuring UK young black professionals where we find out how they do what they do so you can too. Or not. After all, it is your life. <laughs> hey guys, once again, welcome to another episode of Black Ticulate. Always appreciate your support, your listenership. As always, guys, please let me know if there's anything that we can be doing better because we're always trying to be better, better, better. Also, please do subscribe, leave a review, rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from because it really, really helps. I do want to give a shout out to the Shout Out Network for doing their first ever podcast festival. Like anything that's a first and something that is quite large like their festival was. There's bound to be a bit of hiccups and whatnot, but I think overall it was awesome. It was great meeting some of you guys who listen to the podcast. So I appreciate you guys coming up and just making yourself known. Hopefully they'll be doing it next year. We'll find out. So today's episode is amazing. We've got Sebastian Phil, who is an award-winning filmmaker and digital social entrepreneur. We talk about his mind frame, the words he doesn't like, how he goes about doing the right thing, which in itself makes it to be a good thing. Hopefully that'll make sense when you listen to this episode. We talk about how he does what it is he does and what best pieces of advice he can give so we can too. But just genuinely, Sebastian Phil, if you don't know of him, he's phenomenal and hopefully this conversation will enable you to understand who he is just a little bit better. Without further ado, I bring to you Sebastian Phil. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I always imagine that. Who was that that said that? Kevin Hart, right? Yeah, yeah, go, yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. Have you seen him live? I haven't. Is he decent? He's sick, he's sick. I've seen him every time he's been here. Which one? Which tour did you see? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, you're a big fan? Yeah, I saw him when he first, first, first came. he done it in Indigo. Indigo, yes. Indigo, O2. O2, the yeah, small O2. one. Yeah. Then after that, he was a single. That's it. He can command whatever he wants, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, bless. Guys, the voice you hear in there is Seb, Sebastian. Is it Phil? Till. Till. Apologies. Yeah. <laughs> it's all it's, good. Nah, yeah, because that TH is what... Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> it's a difficult word, isn't it? Everyone says, everyone says. Most people say Phil anyway. Yeah. I mean, loads of people will know you, but for those who don't know you, can we just almost kick off with who you are, how you identify yourself, and we just sort of roll from that, if that's cool? Oh, okay. So um, I'm a filmmaker, uh, founder of Upshot Entertainment, and I identify myself as a human being. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Um, but you yes. bi- you biracial? You no, you... I, t- I see myself as African. Okay. So um, it's not even I see myself as that. I was born in Zambia. Right. Um, my dad's mixed race, so he's Zambian and German, and my mom is Zambian, Malawian, South African. She's just she's all she's a blend, mixed, a blend um, of goodness. But she was born in Zambia, grew up in Malawi. Right. Um, and Wait. me and my sister were born in Zambia. So oh, okay. Culturally, how we're brought up is like Africans, really. I'm the only person that wasn't African was my granddad who's German. Right. And he lived most of his life in Africa. So Did you live yeah. there most of your life? Or? No, I came I came when I was three. Three years old. Yeah. Okay, you and your family just moved. Yeah, yeah. Why? Better life here. Oh is it? Or to set up and to do something, isn't it? Right. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. So you mentioned your sisters, just you and your sis? Yeah, me and my sister. Yeah. So where did you grow up then when you moved from Zambia? Um what was the first place we lived? I think we lived in Golders Green. Oh, okay. With the Jewish community, first, yeah. At the beginning, <laughs> when we first first came here for maybe a few months or a year or something like that, and then we moved to Burnt Oak, where I lived most most of my childhood up to about fourteen, fifteen, and after that, Edgware, then Nick Kingsbury, right, and then yeah, Wembley, yeah. and then I've moved a lot. I've moved a lot. Interesting. Yeah. I remember I used to go to school in Kingsbury. Is it? Like, yeah, Fryant Primary School. I don't know. Okay, say so that. <laughs> Fryant. <laughs> what is still what called is that? I don't What's know. Lie. Their names. I don't know. What's his name or? I don't know. All the schools have weird names. Man. I lie. I went to Ravenscroft, a, a secondary school called Ravenscroft. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what like Harry Potter. Is, yeah. yeah, it does sound like some Harry Potter. Stuff. Raven Cross School. All right, easy, calms. <laughs> so the reason why I've actually got you here is because predominantly my platform is all about trying to teach people yeah, how yeah. to do what it is my guest does. Now, you having your own company, as well as being a videographer, creative, amongst other things, it's I almost want to try and figure out how do you do it mm-hmm. and what the best practices are so yeah, those yeah. who are listening can, if that makes sense. So okay. should we start with... Did you go to uni? Did you go to school? Did you study? Did you always want out. to do this? Uh-huh. I dropped out of college. Okay. Um, and in terms of uh, always wanting to do this, no, not at all. I was, I'm not okay. one of those, uh, you know, when I was seven, yeah. I bought me a camera on Christmas and I knew that it wasn't, it's not that kind of story. So um, I was heavily in sports. I still am. Okay. But I was heavily in basketball and I thought that's what I was going to do for the rest of my life. Right. And then um, that never worked out when I was about, how old was I? Uh, first year college. Say me and 16. all my friends and all of that were at the airport. Like, we're meant to go on. It's a long story. No, no, hit me, hit me, hit me. It's 
it's fab. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, basically, we were meant to go to a, um, a basketball camp to get a scholarship. Like right. everything were, was was on its way. Six six of us were at the airport, and then the coach comes back. And he says, oh, there's been a problem with the tickets. We couldn't go and blah, 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 what? blah. Whilst we're at the, the airport? Day, yeah, whilst we're at the airport. And then the next day, Jeez. he was like, okay, cool. You know, hang tight for, for the night. And then we'll, we'll sort see if we can yeah. sort it out. It never got sorted out. And I was, you got to think, I was at the airport. I've already said bye to people. Yeah. Or your enemies. My mom, even, even my parents, I never even, um, I never even told them. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't, I didn't want them to think something was dodgy. Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. like, you know what? Let me see if I can sort it out first, and then yeah, I yeah. tell them if it doesn't. Oh, yeah. um, what happened? Yeah, like, so that kind of that that happened, and those kind of things happen year after year. And um, same coach. No, no <laughs> I was going to no, say no, just different coaches. Different coaches. out here. <laughs> nah, basketball in this country was just it's not it's not it's not the best, but. Oh, no. um, and then a year after I started up short, I started doing um, T-shirts. The T-shirts were like a hobby. It was like I was doing graphic designing on the side right. when I was doing basketball. Okay. And I started making T-shirts to make a bit of money. And then in that year when I was doing the T-shirts, they started to do quite well. Like we got a lot of, um, I don't say hood celebrities, but I mean up and coming. Yeah, people um, known. Yeah, people, people that were known that weren't you know massive stars as they are now so yeah. like you know like the chipmunks wretch uh gets uh bashy like those kind of people hold either holding up the t-shirts or wearing them um and then so it started to do a bit well the basketball coach came to me within that year and said oh we're going now <laughs> would you like to come um i was like no give it no. to someone else yeah who, who wants opportunity more than me right now? Uh, because because the t-shirts were doing well. I, or I you just didn't trust well. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a bit like, <laughs> go and do it. And then and then they actually went. Like people went. So I was like, what? Okay, yeah. it's real now. So yeah. Anyway, so from that journey, I I went into I continued doing the t-shirts. And then I think in my head, I've always had this mentality of. Um, don't stop what you're doing because you don't know how close you are to where you want to be because th- that's what happened with the basketball I could have had what I wanted right you're not regretful of that are you? it's not regretful but it's a lesson isn't it? it's a lesson with what I'm doing now okay it's so like, resilience some people, yeah resilience and persistence because what happens is you quit when you like you, you can be quitting when yeah. you're like on, right right next to mm. where, you, where you want to be so yeah. it's about like for me, being persistent, not giving up, sticking to what you, sticking to what you're saying you're doing. When can you recognise to quit though? Because sometimes we can be a bit deluded, yeah, in thinking, "Ah, oh, we're making progress, or it's going to get there eventually," and it doesn't. Like, when should we stop all our efforts and? See, that's that's. I've always found that difficult because there's yeah. some people that you know. I always have this mentality of like sticking to what you're sticking to what you're doing and you become better yeah for sure what about people that just aren't good at what they're sticking to yeah i don't know because the thing is what i've stuck to i've been quite good at i've been good at yeah whatever i stick to i haven't ever but it might be because um i 
do things that I'm, I don't know if it's really passionate about or things that lean towards what I know I can do. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you've got to have confidence in yourself. I wonder if you've had friends know, or family. It might be, like, say I'm, a, say I'm not going to get up and say I'm going to be a singer and then be persistent and say I can learn. I know you can probably learn how to make your voice, you know. Better, for better. sure. Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wasn't born to be a singer. I'm not yeah. going to be deluded and, like, and say... I'm going to... To be the greatest, the next, you know, Maxwell saying. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not going to happen. So, but, so how do you or maybe it, Or maybe it will if you believe enough. I don't know. I don't know. It's a difficult, yeah. it's a difficult one. I think the very, the very notion of belief is that you believe so no one can tell you otherwise. And yeah. you'll do everything in your power to make it. But yeah. I think the marketplace, it depends on the, the context, but the marketplace often tell you or give you the honesty. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm not buying with your product or service because you're just not of the standard. I yes, want. yes, of course. And but do, you, do you think if they if you practice for long enough, maybe there will be a time where it changes? Yeah. And then what? Don't quit. Like, say, or... You know all these people that we say, oh, you're deluded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, I've known some people that are like maybe not so great at basketball, yeah, yeah. and everyone's like, no, it's not so good. But they stick at it for so long, and they're so consistent that. Boom, like now some, some of these people are playing in like Europe and stuff, yeah. but they couldn't play then. So it's like maybe... There's something to be said with practice, point. like yeah. 10,000 hours, you know how Malcolm Gladwell coined that. Yeah. 10,000 hours is the difference between good and genius and stuff like that. Yeah. But the question I will always ask is, well, can you be practicing down something that is just clearly going to be a lot more difficult for you? Is it better for you to shift that pivot to something you've got more of an innate talent to? And how do you recognise those too? But you know, you're yeah, right. You know what? You're yeah, you're right. I think I think that's that's true. But then at the same time, uh, I don't know. I just do what I love, so yeah. it's hard for me to to say, you know, because um, you're great at numbers, just stick to the numbers. Num. But generally, people are good at what they what they enjoy. What they enjoy? Mm, I don't no, know. Yeah. Really <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's this great book. I forget what it's called, but it's by Sir Ken Robinson. Yeah, oh, it's gonna kill me. I'm sure. It's I know the who book. you're talking about. That yeah, yeah. Done that great TED talk, yeah, which yeah. is the one that creativity education kills creativity. But he was talking about flow, and he was speaking to this lady who was a prodigy when it came down to the piano. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And after like she did a gig or something, he went up to her and goes, "Hey." How how do you find it? Did you enjoy it and stuff? And she was like, yeah, you know, she gave that canned answers that she normally does. And he goes, no, no, you're not listening to me. I was like, yeah. I'm asking, did you enjoy it? And she goes, well, you know, I've been doing it for so long. He says, no, 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 listen to me. Did you enjoy it? She goes, well, here's what I really enjoy. I enjoy reading. I enjoy doing this. Just because she was being pushed, you know, shoehorned into doing something yeah. that she had a talent for. All of a sudden, you know, she put that 10,000 hours plus, she became a genius, a prodigy and all of that accolade. Yeah. But what she really enjoyed and wanted to do was read and be like a book oh, critic. Yeah. So it was like, do that. And he goes, what you'll find out quite quickly is if you enjoy doing something, five hours feels like five minutes. If you don't enjoy doing it, five minutes can feel yeah. like five hours. Yeah. So if you can always just figure out what it is in just your world that you enjoy doing. Then... Yeah, that's so true. That's interesting. Mm. I wonder if she's a good but I hope <laughs> <laughs> so she's enjoying it okay so let's uh you said you dropped out of college that's where we left you yeah how's that conversation with the family 
Oh, uh, well, it wasn't, uh, hey, I'm dropping out of college. It was more like I'm taking a gap year and right. I just never returned. Okay. So that's what that's what happened. So the conversation was was just talking to them about, yeah, taking a gap year. I'm going to start up uh, this business and then kind of prove myself and then just never returned. Really. Right. Yeah. Did they put any requirements, like parameters? If you're going to do this, then I want to see these results. Or... No, but that's because they know my character. Right. Speak on that. Like, I think they know, like my parents, they're not super strict because they don't need they didn't need to be right gotcha in when we became older when me and my sister became older obviously when we were younger obviously you're quite strict but i mean in terms of parameters around this they didn't have to put parameters because they trust they trust me yeah to do what i'm saying i'm gonna do you know if i'm saying i'm gonna be serious and do this and so on and so forth they'll 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 they'll, they would let me do it looking back now it's like oh right like they really trusted me what do your parents do um so my dad was a bus driver and my mom um care worker okay same 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 so for them creative she's a bit of a creative as well so she does like uh she's done is it flowers and cakes and all okay same 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 so you've always sort of been surrounded around the creativity not really. It's that you see the way I tried to shoehorn that for you. I know, I know you did, but um, <laughs> I just, no, it is creative, but it's not. I wasn't. I don't think we're surrounded by creativity. It's really weird. I don't. I don't understand how me and my sister are both in the film industry. Yeah, she's actress. I'm a film director, and it's like, yeah, I have no idea how that happened. Really, can we almost try and distill that? How did that happen? Yeah, maybe. maybe <laughs> We watched, I know we watched a lot of films. Right. So back in the day, there was like an off license. Um, and then when they'll have parents or family will have like parties and they go and get alcohol and stuff, there was an off license with loads of videos and VCRs See. and stuff. And we'll always hire, hire videos and watch loads of videos. So maybe from that, I don't know, but everyone watches videos. I don't know how that translates yeah. into what you're doing now. Um, and then I know back in the days, I was speaking to my mum about this and I was saying, did we look like would be actors and directors and blah, blah, blah. And my mum was saying she thought I was going to be more of the actor, actor or front performer. Yeah, okay, front when I was end, young, okay. I always wanted to do stuff like do dance classes or do acting this or do this or do that. So, yeah, don't know, it's weird. Yeah, okay. One thing that I did oh. enjoy, actually, <laughs> if we look back to secondary school, my dad bought a camera. See, now, now I sound like... That makes sense. Stories. Yeah, I see you. I see you. <laughs> yeah. But he bought, a cam- he bought a camera and then he was just talking about, oh, document, um, like, memory. Like, your memories of your... Of your journey. Of your... No, of your... School. Of school and things like that while you're... When you're leaving and all of that. So, yeah. You still got those It tapes. was more of... Oh, yeah, I've got loads. Wow. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. Especially you what? That would be so grainy in old school. Yeah. I, mean, I could try and look... Do something with actually. it. Yeah, 100%. So, okay. Yeah, um, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> what would you do with it? No, no, you think no, about you never it. know. could make it a series. Have you seen that series of, um, um, what's his name? There's a, there's a series on TV where he's based the characters off of his brother and sister and mother and this and that. And at the beginning or the end of each 
shown, you see the clip of the real. Of the original. Of the uh, real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That will be sick. No, I haven't seen it. I mean, for me, TV, I ain't going to lie to you. Or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. Now, I normally, if someone tells me to watch something because they know me. Yeah. So I'm going to listen to them. But I don't, I don't have a TV in my room. My laptop is everything, you know, yeah, Netflix, yeah. you know, Amazon Prime, a lot. But okay. So, oh, actually, I have a question that all my listeners now want me to bring back. So I always normally say there's always great stories, especially us being black, where we remember feeling black. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we know we're black, but we were made to feel black. Do you have any of those stories? Um, I can remember a time when you were black or you knew you were black because... Not really, because I think of myself... I really think of myself as African, but at the same time... Um, oh, okay. Do you separate black think, and African? I think they're different things. Tell me, if you don't mind me Because I think African, it feels more cult, like a like culture, isn't it? And... Black to me is just a it's a complexion, it's a color. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, okay, I get I that. I don't um, I don't know. It feels different. It's more like how to describe the way someone looks on the outside. Yeah, I actually get that because Caribbeans and Africans they might culturally be slightly different, and then black was black. It's like a blanket. Yeah, of everyone that is. Darker. Darkest pigmentation, no. I think Dr. Uma Johnson actually said that uh, recently on the Brilliant, um, not Brilliant Idiots. Did sorry. he? Ooh. Not Brilliant Idiots. He went on Brilliant Idiots. He was in uh, Breakfast Club. Ah. Yeah. Okay. And he was going, basically, he has a movement called Africanist or something like that. Yeah. And they changed it, all the people who were talking about his movement were talking and saying black Americans. And he was like, no. You know, we all derive and we all come from Africa. So the fact that they've even segregated or separated black and African makes it feel like I can be black American, but at least I'm not African, as if there's still levels of hierarchy within that. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Which, I've, I've never thought of it like that. Which I thought, oh, that's yeah. where you might have, like, not taken from there, but that's no, where but you that's were coming int- from. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I've never... I've, that's... Um, yeah, I've never thought of it like that, but... Um, because you do get that even here, you know, I'm black British, and then, you know, you get people, when we're being racist to our own selves, if we can even say that, right? It's like, oh, you go back to your country, this and the other. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. I don't, do, do they write um, China, British Chinese? Do people write that? I don't know. That's a good point. Of course not. I've never seen that shit. I haven't seen that on the phone either. You've seen that on the phone? No. You've seen Indian, no. Indian, British Indian? I've seen British Asian. Oh, is it? Yeah. I haven't seen British Chinese. Oh, but is Asian then? Does that encompass? I think it's like an, another blanket yeah. for everyone else. So I don't know. Yeah, it's. It, but you never had a feeling. I get, I get for for people that have lived here, that have been brought up here, and their parents were from here. Maybe that's you know that's why they feel black British and they mm. don't feel African. But I, for me, it's African. But in terms of like feeling black, I think you it's you can't not feel like that. Right. Especially in a place like London, yeah, you know, if you're aware anyway, there's so much. How can I say? As um, a filmmaker making uh, the type of content that I do, I feel I'm very conscious and aware of how we're perceived um, in in um, media, which probably makes me quite conscious and aware of how I'm perceived as an as an individual and I think you know it wouldn't be as 
much if I was dark in complexion because there's always some sort of, you know, you always have this whole, uh, it's like a black spectrum or whatever. Oh, colorism, yeah? Yeah, yeah okay. and then like, you know. I don't so think, light skin privileges and stuff like that. Yeah, and I don't, and I've, uh, you know, if people look at me, they probably won't even think I'm from Africa anyway. Right. So I don't, I wouldn't, there's no way I would know how it feels to actually be, you know, black in terms of the complexion. See, even you when see, I'm saying, yeah, even yeah, when yeah. I'm speaking about this, you can see how can, when you say black, it's it's hard because someone listening to this, they might not know my complexion. Yeah, 100%. And black, you, it's the colour, isn't it? I mean, we are talking about identity politics here and we're talking about culture and we're talking about all the nuances and the layers that it entails. Yeah. But the thing is, does, especially from a professional context, which we're going to move into, yeah, yeah. has that hindered? Has that been a challenge? Have you not had opportunities because of your race? Do oh. you know? Or I don't you? give a shit. Okay. That, are we allowed to swear on <laughs> yes, this? Swear. I don't give a shit. I don't care. No, to be fair... Obviously, you know, you feel these types of things um, in the in the industry, especially there's the there's a lack of diversity. You know, there's not a lot of uh, um, we don't have a lot of content or whatever. And when we do, this majority of the time, it's either not well made or it portrays us in a bad way. Right. But my approach has always been just do things online. I see that. Like, yeah. Like I've, I was always like. You know, YouTube gives us the opportunity to do what we want, when we want, how we want to do it. Yeah. So there was no excuse. It's like, if they're not going to put our content on TV, then I'll just do it online. Yeah. It's still getting viewed by people, which I make content to get viewed by people. It's getting viewed by people. I can find a way to make money from it. I'm happy. I'm yeah. done. Okay. So then so then for me, it was like, if they, if I then get my content, um, to a big audience, and then these people pay attention. Then you'll get. Then they'll come to me, which is what's happened, right? Currently, yeah. Okay, so and let's. So, so I've always been. You've always you know, had just that. Just try to focus on myself because what happens is you carry on. You try and knock on doors, you, and you get doors shut in your face. It's like I'm not. I'm not in that game. Like I'll, right now, there was opportunity. Not right now, but there's an opportunity with the internet to do things differently. Yeah, you know, don't forget begging for permission. You don't need permission. You can just make it, and then yeah. people people realize. So. And you can make it on a shoestring budget, but then would that not compromise the quality after? Because I mean, I'm almost. Yeah. I mean, for me, let's if we can, can we yeah, talk about a living? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's. Yeah. So you're a filmmaker first and foremost, right? Um, how did you start that? Do you remember your first film and before you started getting recognition, or did you just start your company straight away? Uh, no, it wasn't even <coughs> film company. So before it was t-shirt. It was t-shirt apparel. Then I'd done yeah. an advert for a t-shirt. It's called How Not to Chat for a Girl with Adot Comedian. And then that went viral on like World Star Hip Hop and all these different sites. Then I started to see the power of film more. Okay. So I was like, oh, damn, like these videos doing better than the t-shirts. Maybe I should <laughs> rethink what I'm doing in life. And then I just started to get more interested in video, uh, learn how to edit through tutorials on youtube right um and jump off tv actually okay um they they uh i worked there for about a year or half a year they taught me how to edit um what what tool did you use back then it was final cut seven oh. or something 
So I'd done that. Then I started up the, the company. Um, I wasn't filing any accounts or anything. I got fined about £600. No. Then I was like, shit, I need to learn about this stuff. Yeah. So then I made the company dormant. Well, my mentor advised me just make the company dormant and f- learn some stuff first and right. then do it when you're ready. So I made it dormant and then I think I went active with the company years after. Right. I was working as a freelancer. So everything I was doing within Optra, I was working as a freelancer. Then I made the company active. Right. When I knew what I was doing. So within that time, Optra was going through different changes. So from t-shirts to video events, I was doing loads of different things. And then I fine-tuned it just to video and film. Right, gotcha. So, um, and within that time as well, I was winning a lot of... I was applying, applying and fortunately winning like funding competitions so okay. that was what supported me do, you, the do they still go on these funding competitions yeah some of can them. you name a couple so unlimited unl td that was one for social enterprises uh mini mogul was one um unlimited i won twice actually because they had so, different awards different categories uh, different categories yeah um and then i went to the school of social entrepreneurs so there was a school that i went to it's not like a uni or anything like that right. it's like a i don't know how you, how you would describe it it's like a supplementary does like ones when open uni kind of where you can no, go it's whenever not a, it's not a uni but it's like an independent type of school right, i don't gotcha. know i don't know what i would call it but it's called the school of social entrepreneurs you, you i went there for about a year and you go on this course of how to you know be a social entrepreneur okay. and they bring so you learn all about, you know, the business element, of yeah. accounts, how to set up companies and stuff, um, social impact, how to how to measure it and stuff. And then they bring, which was my favorite part of the, 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 the classes, is that they bring social entrepreneurs in to talk to you. They were called witness sessions and they've done it in such an amazing way. Like it wasn't formal. It was literally these people delving into their lives like Mm -hmm. like the core of their life so like how they dealt with their partners whilst they were setting up their businesses and how they were you know those little details that mean so much more than just the the stuff you can find on the internet yeah you know like and that's and one thing they taught us as well is you know when these people are here don't ask questions don't ask questions you can google yeah like yeah now you see it all the time so I'm quite interested in really experience. How, how do you measure social impact? Um, so they've no, so it's like little things. So for example, if you're, I don't know, um, you, you you might it depends what the business is, but it yeah. might be like if you're selling soap and every soap you sell, uh, X amount goes to yeah, amount feed. Goes to, okay, yeah, 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 like this child, and then you've got, you know, three hundred children have been. Yeah. help through this process and then blah 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 and there might be other layers and layers and layers but it's like it's that kind of thing yeah I'm you know? with mine it was much harder because it's video and film so I, I I basically look at my experience with SSC as you know the training the the layer that just made me more socially aware right do you do any um, within within my content I was always socially aware, but I mean, it helped me think of how to incorporate that within the business as well. 
you know yeah. so for example yeah, if you're if you're you know this might be if i had you know when an op shot gets like a big level of you know a big production company it might be you know we do workshops within the schools every every month or it might be that we have something in our in our company where it says you know you have we have to have you know 20 young people on yeah, I gotcha. on set or you know like just incorporating yeah. things like that and just being aware of that right I'm with you. I'm and making sure that's embedded in in what we do and mm-hmm. that was was that from the jump that you won once you started on your, your cementer you know what we're just going to do video and film yeah that was Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Your social imprint moving forward. Or... No, I think I, everything I've wanted to do is, I don't know where this has come from as well, but I mean, everything I've wanted to do has had to have some sort of substance in it. Yeah. It can't, I can't just do surface stuff. I was, it's just, I feel, I feel like it's a waste of time. How much? How much? No, 100%. But it's not as well because, you know, sometimes people just want to be free and just enjoy life but i mean feel like it i feel like it's a waste of time for me for you. yeah no I'm sure, of course that. i mean it's all your personal experience so what's the typical weight in then to the film and vid industry because you your route isn't is it it's not really the typical way no because i done stuff online then got noticed by big talk big talk pitched to bbc and then bbc picked it up and then i secured my agent which is like a really, it's all the wrong way around. Okay, what's the usual one? I think usually, you know, people would secure an agent first. It's kind of like chicken and egg. You would do a, I don't know, maybe do a really good short film in a short film festival and then an agent will see it and say, I want to represent you. And then the agent will send your work to production companies and production companies will be like, oh, he's good. And then, yeah, yeah. but I cut that. I went a different route because... I went straight online. Yeah. I think a lot of people do yeah. that now. Like, you know, Michaela Cole. Is, yeah, she done it like that, I think. Like but theatre-wise. Oh, okay. She done the theatre off her own back. So you can go that route as well through through theatre. So it's for those who are listening, it's your advice basically from a professional context. It's just you don't need permission. Whatever you want to create. Not anymore, create. Yeah. 
and upload it and if you get the viewership then the likelihood is the big corporations will start knocking yeah and you don't even need the sometimes you don't need the viewership you just need the talent and just to show your talent because right. if you look at all the stuff i created uh the show one of the shows with the least amount of views is the one i got picked up right so what just a couple just a couple is the okay. one that isn't like in terms of on our channel it wasn't like the most viral show we had the other shows that were like way more viral and like so that's where we what we what we done so okay so i see your trajectory and please correct me if i've if i've got wrong here you started off obviously you came from zambia with your parents and then throughout for you you had your eye on a prize which is the nba potentially but then because yeah, of some madness so, of your yeah. coach <laughs> yeah not 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 coming to fruition with what you promised you know you started doing apparel because you you're doing some graphic design and it was you yeah. you're enjoying it and at a time you were you were being seen and given it to i guess celebs but within the hyper local community yeah, yeah, right yeah at the time at a time yeah, yeah and then one of the individuals was a doc comedian yeah, right? yeah, yeah and then yeah. you did a video for that for the yeah. apparel mainly right but it yeah. went viral yeah and then you're like wait a minute <laughs> this thing's all right this thing we call film and yeah video and then since then, you've been in that industry, haven't yeah. you? Just creating content with hopefully trying to make sure you have some social impact and just how we perceived in positive light. Yes, that is perfect and concise. Yeah. I could have said it <laughs> as short as that. And then you would have had to listen to me talk for like... No, I listen. I listen. And I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful for your time. And from an advice perspective, for those who are listening, you're just like, listen, even if you don't necessarily have to scale the listenership, like just do it. Yeah. And how to do it. I mean, what sort of equipment and tools do they need to start up? Um, what what specifically within film? Yeah. Specifically within film is just, it, I think it depends on your level. I just, I, I hate making ex, like excuses because if you, like, if I tell you you need this kind of camera, someone's not going to, there's someone out there that I know is not going to start until they have that kind camera, of camera. Yeah, I hear you. Or this kind of thing or this kind of, or like it's never going to be perfect just start with the resources you have whatever money you can rustle up to do something and rustle it up if you can't get money do it with your phone mm. like if there's look at your situation look at what you can do and then do it do that to your best ability that's what i would say because you can um you know if you can't get no money but you have a phone then do it on your phone if you can get some money hire some kit if you can pull in some favors, pull in some favors. Yeah. Just or be resourceful, yeah, whatever be, means yeah, be, necessary. Be, yeah. Do it. Hundred percent. Be be resourceful. Be patient. Be and and have perseverance. Yeah. I think those those are some of the keys because a lot of people in the industry. I've just seen a lot of people fall off through the years. Right. You know, you just, as in like you just they just give up. Right. You know, like it's not. It's not a easy. short. It's not a. It's not going to be. Instant you're not going to make it quick yeah. like you know and when you're young all these years feel long but they're not long yeah like i remember when i was maybe about what 22 and i had people around me that were the same age saying i've been doing this for long man i should have made it by now and it's like looking back now i'm like yeah. Shit. <laughs> why why were people talking like that yeah <laughs> like, nothing's owed to you like 22 you know you get the occasional people that like blow young or like blow after a year or blow quickly yeah and most of the time those people don't last okay most of the time why is that because you don't know how to handle it you haven't worked for it uh, okay. you don't appreciate it 
Okay. But then you see people that have worked for it and they I think they last, they have more of a strong head. Yeah. It's my opinion. But I think you see it in people like maybe like someone like Kevin Hart's a perfect example for that. Yeah. That that work ethic. And then like you just see it's right now it's consistent. I you never know what could happen, but I mean he's just consistently working hard because he knows where it came from. Yeah. But I mean you also I just think you do appreciate it and I think if I had my break with BBC three earlier. earlier when I was younger, I don't think um I just think it's a better thing that it's happened now. Right, gotcha. Okay, yeah. got more level head, you know where you've come and yeah, more yet. yeah, more of a level head, a little bit more experience. I still, you know, need more experience, but I mean, you know, I've gone through the process, I've done it at the right age. Yeah. Um it hasn't come too quick where you never know things just you might just change your character or something like that it's just i think it's happened at a time where i can appreciate well, it's it it's just nice and nice and yeah and a bit more and plus you i mean the fact that you're making a name for yourself i want to actually get to how did that come about then this bbc they they came to you because they saw your work on youtube because yeah, i mean um, i think talk, yeah. yeah i think what i want to almost get at from my listeners perspective i hope anyway is that okay cool Seb I get that I'm resourceful I'm doing everything that you know you've advised yes using my phone whatever equipment I have I've edited it I yeah. put it on YouTube patience patience is what you're advising next patience how do they commercialize Why is it... how to promote okay if anything I've had like okay so I'll, I'll, I can only share what I do of course because I can't uh... for me everyone's journey is like completely it's it's individual, it's completely different. Mm. You can't just copy and paste what someone else is doing for yourself. It won't work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for me, what I've done, I've taken a lot of risks. Like I wasn't, I wasn't afraid to take out loans and borrow money and do this and do that to make stuff happen and then pay it back without even knowing how I'm going to pay it back. Right. Like, because I believe in something, that's, that's something I would do. So to make stuff, take, I've taken a lot of risks, borrowed a lot of money, done blindly, not knowing how it's going to pay off, but knowing how it's going to pay off. If that believing, makes sense. yeah, believing So yourself. just believing that it will pay off. Calculated risks, though. Not anything stupid where I'm like never going to be able to pay the money back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would do that. And then at the same time, um, have a level of like, like I've, I've tried to plan things you know try and try and do things in a way where you know if you're trying to get noticed you've got, you've got to make content that will get noticed how do you make content that will get noticed just look maybe i never done this but you can study what other people are what stuff's going viral or trends or right. attach talent to it or yeah. so basically use a level of intelligence or research or yeah. effort I don't think some people put effort right. into it. So you just come and create and stuff and then put it up. The effort might have been in you putting it together, but the effort behind the content as well is something that's important. I think you're right. People put effort. Yeah, no, people put effort to start usually. Yeah. And then they fall off a little bit because it's just it gets long. And they're like, just let's get it finished because they just want to get rid of yeah. the project and they don't see that same energy and effort 
that yeah, they initially the energy had. and effort has to be within every part of the process yeah. so not just so for example you might be really determined to make something but you never put effort into the writing of it mm. how is that your effort into making it you yeah you could make it and you could have borrowed money and done all of this but the writing is rubbish so it's not gonna yeah but I know, think it so. might not it might not it might not um do what you want it to do and maybe sometimes the effort might might be the fact that you didn't you're not able to you, yeah no, you might not be that. able to do it i don't know i mean so yeah there you go sometimes you're just not capable so you might need to borrow or lean on people who are more capable. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So no, I'm with you. But monetization, commercial, com, you know, making it profitable and sustaining yourself. On, online, that's a, that, yeah. was a, that, was, that was, I had to find other ways to make money. So I was yeah. making money through corporate videos and other videos and then using that money to invest in, in Upshot. So it's not that the Upshot videos were paying. Like it was more money to make then the money will get back from youtube so right it was never a sustainable business model doing stuff on youtube and getting revenue from them right didn't work for us um so that's why you have a corporate arm where you do corporate videos yeah and that's why i do make money through other avenues yeah yeah how'd you get that job how'd you get those jobs word of mouth yeah really most of the time word of mouth relationship business relationships networking putting yourself out there Creating a brand, yeah. Contacting people, uh, having a lot of meetings, okay. stuff like that. Just being a bit, um, being really active. Yeah. All right. So, Seb, I do want to round it up, and I normally ask fire, you know, light fire questions towards the end. Yeah. But before I do hit you with those, is there anything that you think, just in our conversation, that we've overlooked that it might be great advice, or certainly like you know how tos. To get into being a film and video director, Happy. producer, such as yourself. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you're like, you know what, Ade? It's hard to say because I think first you need to establish what you want to what you want to do. Like, um Within the what ecosystem I mean by that what, yeah, is you can be a director, you can be a director tomorrow if you want. You just gotta make some films right but you're talking more to be in the industry isn't it yeah and sustain yourself and live in it and thrive in it i'm yeah. still learning so it's, it'll be hard for me to answer that because i'm um what my sh- my show came out this year first thing on bbc so that's really the first time i'm really in the industry it's really weird because i used to get asked a lot to do panel discussions yeah at industry events but i was never in the industry it's the it, it always used to annoy me <laughs> okay because <laughs> i was like you you're not you haven't picked up any of my shows or anything i'm doing you also don't want to pay me to speak on this panel mm-hmm. and i'm and, and i'm not and but it's an industry event where you want me to inspire young kids yeah about being in the industry when i'm not in the industry i'm doing stuff online right. with my own back with my own money so that you that really used to jar me. Right. So what I'm trying to say is a lot of, for a long time I was seen as being in the industry and I wasn't even in the industry, but that's because of everything I had created online. Right. So I first I, I think it's important to know what you what you want to do, what you care about. Um if you want to be within the industry then 
you know, there's the traditional approach where it's this whole, you know, film festival, theater, yeah. writing for writing for them or shooting stuff and submitting it to that and then maybe getting an agent and then your agent getting work and then that, that traditional approach, for example, networking and all of that. Or just take advantage of the online world, do something, do it dope, see what happens. Yeah. You never know how, how, how things will turn out for you, but I think I think good work always rises to the top. So yeah. you know, we'll you'll go in the the unorthodox or the online route could open up better yeah. doors or more doors for you. I think it's starting to become almost a typical route now, isn't it, going online? A what? Because a typical route, you say unorthodox, but now I'm actually seeing, I feel like I'm seeing a lot, especially self-starters, just putting their stuff online yeah. and just seeing how that goes. And you say you do good work, and I agree with you on that, that good is very subjective, isn't it? Yeah, like, it, is, how, it is. It is. How right. does one qualify uh, what good is? So so the way, the way um, you can never, that's, that's a really good question. You, uh, for me... When you do something, it's it's kind of like when you do something right, yeah. So first, do something right, and then it's preference. Oh, speak on that. It's oh, art. <laughs> it's gonna be hard to explain. <laughs> but I mean, like, um, okay, I'm gonna try and find a way to explain it. In yeah, a weird please way. do. I, I, I might like go off on a tangent no. or whatever. But there was something I. I used to struggle with this whole thing about trying to be the best and all of this uh, or doing things good and right and I used to get muddled up with good and right right yeah like being good at something doesn't necessarily mean okay wait let me find let me find myself yeah first. no worries no worries. take your time take your time g because <laughs> i think it's really interesting concept really, the idea really... of good and then being right i think if you always for me and this is something that i often try and struggle with is who am i advocating for who am i accountable to and so long as i'm serving them all the time yeah i know i'm doing something right my core values do you know what i mean the why my reason the why yeah 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 now, how I go about doing it, whether it's good or bad, if so long as I'm serving those people and they're appreciating it, yeah. appreciating it, then it's good. Ah, okay. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, say, say yeah. for instance, I'll put it in context, Seb, if for me, I'm responsible, my entire service is whatever yeah. I can do to help you. Yeah, yeah. Right? I don't necessarily know if what I'm going to be doing is helpful, yeah. so long as you tell me, Ade, this is what I need, and if I can do it, it's right, you know, and I've done it. I've impacted your life positively. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for someone else, that's like, no, that's a piece of that was shit. Do you know what I mean? Or that was rubbish. But to you, it was good. Because, again, we talk about subjectivity. Oh, see. And good is subjective. Okay, so but when you're happened. saying right, you know oh, you've, you've got here. your thought. Okay. We, we have, no, no, no you're, I get what you're saying. But even with what you're saying, the way you see the word right is different to how I see it. Okay, hit me. So, because these are, this it's language and I think it's just sometimes you just see words differently. Yeah, 100%. So, I, the, the way I I got modelled up with um, thinking that right and good is the same kind of, it's the same word. Right, gotcha. So, okay. what I mean by that is like, so for example, if a teacher was telling me, it, say, I, I do Kung Fu, yeah, so if a okay. teacher's telling me, oh, Sebastian, you're good. 
that would mean I'm doing it right. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. Does that mean? Yeah, that no, make no, sense? I, I see about in that context. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So then I would focus on trying to be good. I hear that. I hear instead that. of doing it right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So in class, what your focus? This is what my kung fu teacher was because we had this talk, and this is when it clicked for me. And then he was like, "No, just focus on doing it right, mm. not trying to to do, not trying to be good." Right. Yeah? I, I am with you that, because, especially from a so, martial arts perspective, technique is quite important. Yeah, and then what would happen because it takes your ego away? Because what happens is someone else will look at you and say he's good. Yeah. Instead of you trying to be good yeah now i hear that yeah so what that made me think of or what put that me on a path of is like coming to the realization of trying to do my best instead of being the best yeah i think you know? even if i can jump on that as well yoda said it <laughs> yeah he goes there's no try yeah because yeah. you do or you don't yeah because when you try to be something the notion of trying is like it's conceited in itself yeah do you know? Yeah, yeah that's it's like point. I'm trying to be cool. Nah, relax. Yeah, you're cool or you're not. Yeah, <laughs> do or you don't. No try. That's good. So I, I get. I think I get what you mean in regards to that context. So I think the, what your your question was: How do you know? And uh, yeah, because you're saying just do good. Yeah, yeah. So to now kind of bring that full circle is. So how do you know when your when your work's good? Yeah. Don't focus on that. That's what that's what it is. Precisely. It's do your best work. Yeah. Just um, and your best work is with you doing things right and you doing things. You know, putting effort into it. You um, you know, putting effort into like the technique and stuff. Yeah. And then you know, up, let other people say. Precisely. Let them qualify I'm, for what you. I'm trying. What I was trying to get at is your your personal mentality towards it. Yeah. Because that will mess you. That will mess you up. Especially, yeah. I mean, compete against yourself as opposed to others as well. And I forget who said it. It might have been some form of mentor student relationship. Anyway, like an education system, where the student handed in to the mentor like the work that the mentor asked the student to provide for yeah. the teacher. And, you know, the student came back to find out and goes, oh, have you read it? Can I get a feedback from it? And he, he just gave it back to the student and goes, is that the best you can do? The student looked at it and went, all right, cool. Then he went off, did it again and handed it the following day. And then the following day after that, he went back to the mentor and goes, hey, can I get some feedback? And the mentor again, same thing, goes, is that the best you can do? The student looked at it and went, all right, you're right. Went off, again, kept on updating it, went he back. He read it, did he? He didn't read it because here's the thing, right? Check it. So when the student came back for the last feedback, you've literally not given me any feedback whatsoever. Right? All you said is, is this the best I can do? Yeah. He goes, okay, now I'll read it. Because there's no point in doing or handing in work that so you don't feel that is the best you can do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's really that's a really cool story, man. Yeah. But anyway, so Sam, let's get some light fire questions that's and let a, me get you a, that's out. A, that's, oh, I like that. Sorry. Yeah, and let me get you out your way because I'm really grateful for your time. But insofar as any worst advice you've been given, just before I give you the fire questions, because we've been given good advice, but is there any bad advice that people need to 
that you've been given? I can't remember, but I just the, the two you can't. I just hate those those two words. You can't. Whatever it is, you can't. You can't. I just don't like that. And that fu- that fuels me. So I never anyone's ever said that. Oh, interesting. I, I figure out a way. Okay. Or sometimes you know, on the flip side, it could be the best advice. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it makes you realize maybe you can't do it that way, but you can do it the other way. But so anything like, I believe, I don't. If someone says. You can't. It either fuels me to do it, or fuels me to find another way to do it. It's so, interesting because <laughs> I think Michael Jordan it would never make me say, yeah. I, can't, "I can't." I'll never leave saying that. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Was it Michael? Is it Michael Jackson? Not Michael Jackson. Michael Jordan, renowned for being the most bitter NBA player. I think he's got. He. Got, I don't know if it's bitter, but it might be. Yeah, because yeah. he goes. He remembers every single person that said he couldn't do something. And whenever oh, he got his rings, yeah. he would say all the names. He goes, this is what this, that, that, that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so quick fire questions. You ready? Yeah, if, sir, if you can give a TED Talk about anything other than your profession, what would it be? I've actually done a TED Talk, you know. You did? But it was about your profession? Yeah. Shabbat. Okay. Um... Oh... This is really difficult. My life is revolved around <laughs> my, prof- my profession. And I don't feel I know anything. I don't know anything well enough to talk about it. Well, I could research into it. So if I knew enough about meditation and Shaolin, I would love to do that. Okay. Or um, relationships would be quite quite cool something within relationships and how people communicate with each other like romantic relations yeah i, fi- I find it i just find it so interesting because Hence, you're getting married aren't you yeah, sir? Yeah, sorry yeah. congrats having throwing that out there thank you is sir. that known thank you sir that... uh, yeah I'm well known to whoever to your family's yeah, friends know, family. but i would yeah. never hide it yeah yeah it's not okay no. <laughs> did you see that jay, jay colt interview when he got <laughs> what happened what <laughs> oh no someone hotted um ryan coogler coogler how do you say his name but that director was on stage and said something about J. Cole getting married or at the wedding or something like that and J. Cole just went (laughs) nervous because it was like my fan base he got got thrown into it he didn't know that that's yeah but anyway yeah yeah see 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 so I'm not I'm not trying to do a J. Cole yeah no because that's how we bumped into each other because you were getting miles a shout out credit where credit due I go chop yeah 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 you're getting into the UK catering yeah 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 so yeah, Toby, if you're listening, I've been trying to get him on a podcast. Toby? Yeah, Toby. Um, so what would you spend your last five pounds on? Last five pounds for what? Ever. That's all you have. You're broke as your last five pounds. Oh, okay. Is it I, I have to buy something or I could invest in something? Whatever. It's open. What would you spend it on? I don't know. I'd have to invest in something. I'd have to find something to invest on. If I couldn't invest in something, I flip. That's a hard question, man. Right? <laughs> what answers do people give to that? I had a last one was Jamie Dodgers. <laughs> really? Because that got him throughout like some tough times. That is actually making me like. Um, Someone else said a JD at Cook. <laughs> I was like, so where? I don't drink alcohol. For me, because. 
you know what it it makes me think of it makes me think of being broke after so yeah. i can't think of being broke <laughs> yeah. after i have to think about how to flip that five pound yeah. into something else so yeah. whatever i need to do to <laughs> someone said or is it a domain name uh so what yeah no some great answers to that that's how curious five pounds you don't want to be broke afterwards so it's something to invest in oh man <laughs> it's actually making me think because i can't because i can't come up with an answer i don't want to commit to an answer that's all good should i should i move on i'll give you another one then i feel i feel really bad though for anyone listening because this would be so annoying Nah, it's all blessed i just i'll edit that out <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, edit it. Yeah, no. So, what's... Oh, shit. That's I a know... good question. I'm going to actually think of it after. Okay, then, yeah, send it to me if you want via email or something, and I'll just say, post it. Uh, by the way, Seb <laughs> came back, <laughs> and he said this. Um, two more questions, which is a little bit heavier, but who springs to mind when I say the word success, and why? It's a good question. Who sprung to mind? Seb. Just oh. In case, yeah. oh yeah 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 no, no. no it's a really good question who springs to mind so the first people that it's a it's like a group of people that that, okay. that spring to mind so it's fact my family spring to mind when i think of success so being successful for them okay so that's what comes to mind yeah cool cool and how would you like to be remembered uh, I won't know though, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> you won't know, but I mean, how would you like to be? Not saying that um, this is definitely how people I know, will. I know, I know, I know, but it's like it's. I won't, you know. I'll be, I'll be dead, so it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like after I'm dead, I can't. If I can peep and see yeah. how I remember, that would be dope. But um, I think I would like to be remembered in a way that inspires people to do something so i don't know exactly what that is or what that is but i'd like to stand for uh someone that pushes people to be like the best version of themselves in some sort of way so it might be through the content that i've produced or the way that i've lived my life it should be to try and push things forward that's yeah someone who I want to leave a mark that makes people want to push themselves forward. I hear that. And I can't, I think you are doing that personally. Oh, and, thank you. And I'm very grateful for your time. And so how can people find you on the World Wide Web? And when we do find you, what do you want us to do? Do you need any help with anything? Ah, oh, um... You know, this is, this is yours well, If anyone's got um, millions of pounds, um, <laughs> that to me. You never know. You've been this, you that's know. That's true. You might as well see. That's the first key. You've got to get every opportunity you can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, for um, my... So you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, social media, you know, um, as Sebastian Till or um, as It's Upshot. And then online, it's com or Sebastian-Till.com. Guys, I'll yeah. always put that in the show notes, as you know. Um, and when we do, when we do find you, you want 11 million, millions of pounds? Yeah, yeah. no, I'm joking. Yeah, I'll, just be, I'll just be, I'll just be. When you do find me, just... Uh, yeah, shout me. I'm not, I don't bite. Happy to communicate with anyone. And that I can attest to because honestly, I've obviously you've been on my radar. Yeah. And I saw, I saw, uh, I saw Seb in, um, in Nigo Chop shop. Yeah. And I just went, do you mind if I introduce myself? It was like, yeah, cool. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to get in my podcast. 
And the next thing you do, you give me your number and stuff. And you're like, yeah, text me. I was like, right, nah, this is a bit extreme. <laughs> I was like, can't, can't I pitch you? He goes, nah, you just approached me. So, yeah, guys. You know what, that, 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 it's, it's energy, isn't it? Right. You know, not a lot of people approach you in a certain way and not a lot of people uh, approach. Right. You'd be surprised, not a lot of people. So, so, so it already separates you when you approach in a certain way. Well, Seb, thanks very much for coming. And guys, once again, thanks for joining us for another episode of Black Ticulate. See you soon. Thank you. Peace. Peace. Hey, guys. We would love to know what your thoughts are, what you think about the episode. So please do leave us a comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. And if you are somebody who does what our guest does, and there were things that we didn't cover, or perhaps you might have a different perspective on how to get into the industry, how to sustain it, how to thrive in it, how to kill it, then please get in touch too. Now, how do you get in touch? Well, you can reach us via email on contact at blackticulate.com or any of the major social media platforms. It is simply Blackticulate. So we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, SoundCloud. Give us feedback, help us grow, help us be accountable to you. So the quality is always better, better, better. You guys are the best. Hope you have a great day. And we'll see you in another episode of Black Ticulate. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.